Hello there. I'm History of the Flash, but you could call me JD. Ahoy, I'm Comic Book Hunter, but you could call me Hunter. And this is a hero story, episode 33. That's right, we actually remembered the episode. Yeah, number. we shocker, did. Shocker, shocker. We triple checked. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to A Hero Story. This is the podcast all about comics and comic book things, comic book movies, comic books, animation, you name it. We probably talk about it. Uh, we usually start off with the news of the week and then we go to the comics of the week. Our comics this week include uh, The Batman Who Laughs, number two, Superman, number seven, Justice League Dark, number seven, which I didn't finish reading. It's kind of filler, so it doesn't really matter. The Flash, number <laughs> 62, Red Hood and the Outlaw, number 30, which I forgot to buy but on the reddit and yep. uh the amazing spider-man number 13 oh i forgot detective comics number 996 damn it i had one job uh <laughs> one job detective comics number 996 and the amazing spider-man number 13 which i also didn't read because my comic shop is terrible but that's a story for a different day uh but <laughs> before we get to the news or even the comics of the week uh we'll react to the trailer that came out most recently which is of course spider-man far from home the trailer dropped on tuesday Tuesday. Yep. Bright and early. Uh, did you like wake up early to watch it, or did you just watch it when you woke up? I mean, because the timeline differences, it came out at like uh, seven or came out at like eight a.m. my time. I was already at school, so I actually watched it just well in school. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I don't even know what time it dropped, but then I saw a lot of people posting about it, about it on Instagram. So then I checked it out on YouTube, of course. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty good. Well done. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is the sequel to, of course, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, guess he's not dead. Uh, Spider-Man died in Avengers Infinity War, but now he's back for his own movie, which, of course, we knew he was going to be back. I mean, his movie made like $800 million. Of course, he was going to be back. Uh, yep. He's it, getting his own movie, which is going to focus on him and some of his classmates traveling all around Europe. Hence the title, Far From Home. And the villain is going to be Mysterio, which has a lot of people excited because I think Mysterio is kind of a fan favorite. And it's they it's like a very odd fan home. favorite. Yeah, he's sure. not because he's like a fishbowl and he's not that cool. But he is cool. Uh, <laughs> he is cast as Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is playing him, which is pretty cool. He's a pretty good actor. Uh, he's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, like and, Nightcrawler. He, he's a great actor. Yeah, so – and. Homecoming did a great job with Keaton as Vulture, so I was very excited to see Gyllenhaal as Mysterio, and we kind of get our first official look, I guess, because we've seen like the leaked looks, but now we get to see everything, fishbowl and all, which was pretty cool. Yeah, we see kind of like a blurry side shot of the fishbowl during action, but we did see him like regular, and he looks very serious, which, yeah, which is, cool. is good, <laughs> but also like... He reminds good. me a lot of uh, Doctor Strange in some of the things he does. Oh, yeah, yeah. He shoots, like, green stuff out of his hands. Because, like, Mysterio yeah. is kind of, like, he's not that serious of a villain. I don't know if you've ever read a Mysterio comic before, but he's kind of, like, kind of. I, I feel like the main thing I get out of a Mysterio comic is, like, Spidey making, like, 35 fishbowl jokes. But <laughs> Yeah, about 35 of those and Mysterio being, like, oh, you peasant, I am superior to everyone kind of thing. He, he's, he's very like cheesy. A, uh, like a, yeah, like a 60s cartoon villain. <laughs> He was one of those like '60s villains that never went past their '60s villain style. So yeah. I'm actually There's okay no with the MCU no writer, changing no it up. Was like, let's mature him. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Like, basically, it Mysterio is like a film. He's like an aspiring filmmaker. That's is a character besides like his supervillain things, and he kind of does like a whole. I'm guessing he's gonna do a whole syndrome from Incredibles thing in Far From Home, where he yeah, makes, I've read a lot of those theories so far. Yeah, he kind of does that. He makes like fake things 
So I don't know if you remember. You probably did. We talked about it on the podcast when uh, we first started reading The Amazing Spider-Man on here. And Mysterio was like the first villain. And he made all yeah. those bugs come to New York. And yeah. the whole Avengers were fighting all these like demon bugs. But they were actually fake. It was just Mysterio movie effects. So yeah, that's kind of his character. He just makes fake things to make people freak out. And then he comes in and saves the day. Yeah, because a few of the other villains that showed up in this trailer were Hydro Man and Molten Man and possibly Sandman. And a lot of people are thinking that um, it's not actually Hydro Man or Molten Man. It's just Mysterio doing that, and then he's going to come in and save the day, which could be interesting. That could be cool, yeah. They're like references to the villains that no one really wants to see a movie focused on. <laughs> yeah. So, it's cool. Yeah, yeah nobody, nobody's like, oh, I need a fan. I need a film on Molten Man and Hydro Man. Like, yeah. Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> Um, so the trailer starts out with a big swing, which is really dope. Finally! A, lot, a, a big complaint with Tom Holland's Spider-Man is that he doesn't swing enough, which is true, because in Homecoming, he barely swung at all. I mean, I know he was in, like, suburban Queens, but still, like, you know, He barely Spider-Man swung. Swings. Even in, like, Civil War, he barely swung, but he's in an airport, so I understand. But, like, in Infinity War, that one scene when he first comes in, in New York City. Under the bridge. Swing- yeah. yeah, he swings it, and I was like, he's doing it. <laughs> he's doing it. <laughs> So finally, he's swinging in New York. So, yeah. So he's he's with May, and he's in like in front of a bunch of people taking pictures. I don't know if that's like a shelter or I don't I don't know. But a lot of people are taking pictures of him. He's like him and May are basically teaming up to make Spider Man everyone's favorite, which is cool. Uh, May yeah. and Peter have done this before in the comics and in beloved things like Spider Man PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, then afterwards, him and May go back. They high five, and Happy Hogan comes in. Happy Hogan, what is he doing there? Um, looks like him and May have a thing. He notices her dress. They kind of get flirty. Uh, yeah. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I uh, I don't know how I, how I feel about that. I, I, I don't like it. Of, I don't like. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't like it either. Now I see a lot of defenders. Not Marvel defenders. Actual Twitter defenders. <laughs> uh, Twitter defenders saying like, "Oh well, she was almost engaged to Otto Octavius in the comics." So deal with it but like i her and happy kind of just seems like an odd pairing i mean i'm assuming it'll be used for quite a bit of comical effect but like yeah like in civil war look at civil war she's like flirting with tony stark and now she's flirting with tony stark's assistant basically yeah like like i like marissa tomei a lot and i mean i feel like she could be a cool aunt may but like (laughs) they made her very like like, like, there's got to be a million jokes about how she's the hot aunt. And I'm like, all right, maybe we could, like, cut these back a few. I was hoping after Homecoming we were going to, you know, bring it down a few, but maybe not. But, yeah, yeah. her and Happy are possibly dating. <laughs> Just weird. Uh, what do you so, think of uh, May being all supportive of Peter possibly not feeling so good as Spider-Man? <laughs> it's cool, but at the same time, it doesn't make sense. Now, before everyone gets mad at me, before you MCU stands get mad at me. Boy, you don't read the Ultimate Comics. <laughs> yes. Um, so no, I'm not mad. I mean, I, I think it could be cool because I like anime supporting Spidey's Me too. things, but in the way they've set it up in the MCU so far, I don't see why May would be supportive at the end of homecoming. She yelled, what the, and then got cut off yeah. when she saw that he's Spider-Man and we basically set it up so far that like, yeah, there's no way she would ever support him being Spider-Man. So, and if he literally like just died the movie before, and came back to life, you would think she really wouldn't support him being Spider-Man. So, mm. to me, it doesn't exactly make sense that she'd support it. Now, I'm hoping there's going to be some kind of explanation at the beginning of the movie. That, I'm like, sure there will be, yeah. She now supports him. But after Tony's death, she now supports him to be the hero that Marvel needs. 
but not Maybe. the one that it deserves right now. A dark night. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee. But I, just, I, I just. I I feel like at the end of Endgame, she will make an appearance. I feel like the end yeah. of Endgame, if everything's all good for Peter, which it probably will be, we'll have like uh, him and May and maybe even Ned. Characters from Spider-Man basically talking. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like, a, like she's very, very supportive, but like at the end of Homecoming and kind of like the character that we've set up for May so far, she's very protective and like, it doesn't seem like she'd support him being Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. It doesn't but, you know, at all. Yeah, that could change. Uh, so anyway, he lets the people know, like uh, the deli guy from Spider-Man Homecoming, that he's going on a trip with his friends. Uh, we see his passport, which is weird because we saw his passport in... Uh, Civil War, and it wasn't expired till 2021. So, God, get your continuity right, Marvel. Not joking. <laughs> they only uh, get their continuity wrong if it involves Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seven years ago, uh, <laughs> he's making his way to the airport. He takes a plane over. He doesn't want to take a suit over, which is interesting. I've seen some people looking over analyzing it too much, where they're like, "He doesn't want to take it because it reminds him of Tony, and Tony's dead." I'm like, or maybe he just died in that suit, and he. Or he died in, as Spider-Man, and he doesn't want to deal with that right now. Yeah. But anyway, uh, he does not take the suit. He's on his way to Europe. They set up a lot more Zendaya scenes uh, as MJ. He calls her pretty, and she's like, you're pretty. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to be a couple. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I have nothing against Zendaya. I think she's very beautiful, and I think she's a good actress. I just think so far her character setup has been not so good. I mean, I hope in this movie develops her as a great love interest. Just so far, I haven't gotten anything from her <laughs> but uh, we'll later on in the trailer i'm trying to remember like then it's mostly just like oh i'm scenes. watching it as we go uh ned oh, okay <laughs> peter peter and ned walk into the room and ned is hit with a dark gun and right by none other than samuel L. jackson nick fury uh fury talks to spider-man that reminds is, me of uh winter soldier too when nick fury's sitting yeah. in a dark room well i was also thinking of iron man one the post credit mm-hmm. yep very oh yeah similar to that too coming up on tony yeah, so, Nick Fury just likes entering from dark corners of the room. <laughs> yeah, and wearing all black while doing it. Yep. I'm, I'm expecting quite a few jokes about his eye patch, and uh, I don't know. I, I think there could be some really uh, comical scenes done with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Spidey in the new like black and red suit, and again, the flying with the web, which looks pretty dope, and I hope we see plenty of web swinging with that. Uh, we see different environmental monsters, such as Molten Man and the uh, Hydro Man, and... The fire, uh, the sand guy, uh, Sandman? Question mark. Yeah, and then we see the stealth suit in the trailer, which I actually wasn't expecting. Yeah. So now it's, I guess you know, we actually see it in action. Uh, I don't really like the look of the stealth suit. Yeah, it looks y'all, very. Y'all feel free to add me. I just don't like it. I mean, maybe he designed it, and that's why it's not like perfect. It looks very lazy. It kind of looks like his lenses. They just took the homecoming lenses and just slapped it on. Maybe they yeah, actually basically. literally do that in the movie. So, but basically, I don't know. It just kind of looks boring to me. Uh, Peter himself gets hit with the water. Not uh, Spider-Man. Peter gets hit with the Hydro-Man water, and then Mysterio shows up out of the green clouds, which looked actually pretty dope. I can't remember Peter's what he said. Him, like, but he I don't says... have the volume on. But uh, he like put up his green triangles and he's fighting Hydro-Man, which looks pretty cool. The effects look good, and he has like the fishbowl on, which I think is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. And then it says, then it's the Spider-Man Far From Home logo, which looks it pretty dope. I like the way the they did classic the theme playing. Da, 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 yeah, da, 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 yeah, that soundtrack yeah. was pretty good. I love that. And then we get a scene at the end where uh, Flash Thompson compliments Spider-Man, saying that he's really cool and that he seems like a really good guy. And then he calls Peter a 
D-Wad. And I'm like, oh, okay, this Flash Thompson. I, I, I don't like this Flash Thompson so far. I just Not many do. I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, either. But I'm wondering, why does he like Spider-Man? Shouldn't he not like Spider-Man because Spider-Man kind of like destroyed his car? <laughs> I feel like he's saying that he helped Spider-Man or something. Uh, like, I feel like he considered Spider-Man taking his car as Flash Thompson letting him take it because Flash Thompson is a hero or something. That's yeah. what he thinks of himself. That's what I'm guessing is going to happen. I can definitely see that happening. But yeah, that's the trailer right there. So, uh, Hunter, also, what did you think of the trailer? Did you see the international trailer? Oh, yeah, there was like two extra things, right? Yeah, so there's one extra scene where Peter's at the airport with his briefcase, and he goes into like checking, and uh, the checker <laughs> opens up his bag, and the Spider-Man suit's right there. And Peter's like, yeah. oh, uh, 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 and then she's like, you can't have this here and takes out like a banana. He's like, oh, yeah, I, sorry. And so she probably just <laughs> thought it was like cosplay or something or that Spider-Man's still not known enough in this universe yet. But yeah, yeah I, guess, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, so that's the uh, Far From Home trailer. Looks pretty good. I mean, yeah. I could overanalyze and pick on every little nitpick, but it's just the first trailer. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm I, I'm more excited than I am for Captain Marvel, let's say. I think I'm more excited for, like, everything other than <laughs> Captain Marvel. Granted, like, I'm though, still going to see Captain Marvel, but, like, I'm just not excited for it at all. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for Far From Home, though. I do think I'm more looking forward to, like, Shazam and Endgame, obviously. But I still think it'll be interesting. The interesting part is that... It comes out like a month after Endgame, and Kevin Feige said it takes place four minutes after Endgame. So, oh. conspiracies, what's going to happen? <laughs> He's coming from Tony's funeral. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> it could I mean, be. According, according to our very own comic book hunter, he doesn't think oh. Tony's going to die. But Yeah, you know. I don't think. Tony's going to live. He's going to live. So is Captain America. <laughs> They're going to live. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Yeah, That's I, a, I wouldn't bet on that one. But <laughs> Talk for another day, but it's yeah, going to yeah, happen. It's a conversation for another day. Uh, Far From Home trailer looks pretty good. We'll be seeing it opening day and, re- and reviewing it here on A Hero Story, of course. Yep, always. It comes out right. just after A Hero Story one year anniversary. So, woo. Is that so? Yeah. Because it comes out at the start of June, I believe, and we start end of May of last year. So <laughs> What do you know? Yeah. Uh, my one problem is that they're, the time the movie's coming out, I don't really like. I feel like they should have pushed it to, like, maybe a fall release date and not advertise any of it until Endgame ended. Because it kind of, like, it kind of ruins the tension of Endgame. We all know Peter's coming back now. Agreed. So. And then you get for, and then you get three uh, super, like, Marvel movies within, like, the first seven months of the year. And then you have nothing for the last, you know, five months of the yeah, year. Yeah, they totally should have just spread this out. By the time Far From Home is out, Endgame will still be in theaters. So yeah, think of it that way. <laughs> like, also, also, I feel like Shazam probably should not be in that release date. They're like maybe three weeks before Endgame. Yeah, Shazam's gonna, like gonna die after the office numbers. Yeah, Shazam's gonna die out at once Endgame is out. Unfortunately, like I feel like Aquaman is doing very well because it really just has no competition. I mean, it had Spider Verse, but. Yeah, but Spider-Verse is animated, so I wasn't expecting it to make, like... Like, if it was a regular Spider-Man movie, yeah, it would have been, like, uh, Crash Royale. But, like... Mm. Spider-Verse is... really have that much competition. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I find Spider-Verse to be the best Spider-Man movie ever. But a lot of people are turned off by animations, so they just don't 
don't see it, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've recommended it to some of, my, some of my friends. I'm like, oh, it's the greatest comic book movie of all time. They're like, uh, yeah, I don't watch animated kids' movies. I was like, that's not a kids' movie! Stop! It's for children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah. Uh, my, yeah, uh, like, I, Far From Home looks great. I'm really excited for the villain. I'm really excited to see Peter again. I'm excited for uh, Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury being in it. I'm super excited for that for some reason. I don't know why. Sam Jackson's a good year. He's in Captain Marvel. He's in Far From Home. He's in Endgame. Like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad they're having him in. And, yeah, besides that, I, the, my only problem was that they're advertising it too early, I guess. But Yeah, I also thought the suit kind of looked weird. Like, I feel like all these Spider-Man suits look really cool. Like, even though I'm not the biggest fan of the black and red, I still think it looks pretty cool. But, like, the, I feel like they overly CGI it. And they I'm definitely like, do. There's no, there's no need to. <laughs> like, Iron Man, sure, CGI the hell out of it. But, like, Spider-Man... Come on now. Yeah, I mean, you look at the web slinging here, and then you go back to Amazing Spider-Man 2, or even the Raimi trilogy, and it's like, that web sling looks so much better. Yeah, I mean, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 had, like, probably the best web slinging, uh, like, scene ever, and I think that will never be topped, but, like, it, I don't know, it just breaks my heart that they can't recreate that in the MCU. Yeah, me too. Maybe they will for the third one or maybe they will for far from home i don't know yet we haven't seen the full swinging scenes yet so that is true but yeah, yeah uh so that's far from home go check out the trailer if you haven't seen it uh and now let's go on to the news of the week so our beginning news of the week maybe actually, keep this hunter, the this <laughs> we'll we'll keep the uh mcu kind of thing rolling okay so Every once in a while, when uh, before a Marvel movie comes out, uh, pop vinyls, those little bobblehead superhero and anime and pop culture figures, uh, they come out with new things every movie, and sometimes those specific pop vinyls get leaked. I actually have an Iron Man one right next to my mic right now. Anyways, <laughs> uh, these vinyls get leaked every once in a while. So, for example, for Civil War, before Civil War even had a trailer, we saw the Spider-Man pop vinyl, and we saw Giant Man's pop vinyl. So, those are two spoilers. Before Infinity War trailer, we saw all of uh, Thanos' Black Order or whatever, you know, Ebony Maw and all of them. We saw them before we even got a trailer, and we saw Thor without the eye patch either. And now, we're getting our Endgame pop figures were just leaked, and so, super minor spoilers ahead. This has nothing to do with any, like, surprising character appearances, anything. Iron uh, Man dies! <laughs> there's a pop figure <laughs> called Iron Man is dead, no... R.I.P. Iron Man. <laughs> there is an Iron Man pop figure, but it just looks like an Iron Man pop figure. So, basically, there are four specific characters that look slightly different or have different aspects to them than regular. These are just little pop figure, like, blurry image of pop figure leaks. So, slight spoilers ahead. I'll start off with the ones that are barely a spoiler. Uh, Captain Marvel, her hair is a lot longer than it is in... The Captain Marvel movie. So in Captain Marvel movie, her hair is actually to her shoulders. This one, it's kind of down, like kind of in the middle of her back, maybe. It's blonde hair still. Blah blah. blah. Uh, next up, very minor character as well, Black Widow. Her hairstyle is also different. It's in a red braid, so her red hair is coming back. Even though in the Endgame trailer, she had the white one or the silver, whatever that was, and in, from Infinity War, uh, it's also that long. Was terrible. <laughs> yeah. It also is long and goes down kind of like same length as Captain Marvel, so down kind of middle of her spine, but it's in a braid. It's red again, so cool. Now for uh, the next two characters, it's just appearance-wise, but they changed quite a bit more. So I'll start off with Thanos. He still looks, he still wears the same outfit in this one, and he still has the gauntlet on too, but in his left hand, 
he has a sword. So he has like a giant sword, basically. And so, I mean, that'd be awesome seeing Thanos with a sword and a gauntlet just fighting the Avengers. I think that'd be badass. But yeah, yeah. And then the final one, which is the most shock to everyone who is talking about this right now, is Thor. Thor, you you know, he, he's wearing the same armor from Infinity War. He still has the uh, the different color eyes. He still has the. Or I guess I can't really tell him about figures because they're all black. But he still has a uh, Stormbreaker and stuff. But his hair, uh, he still has the beard, but it's no longer like the short hair he used to have. Nor is it the long hair. It is no hair. So apparently bum, Thor bum, bum. might go bald in Endgame, according to these pop vinyls. So yeah, bald Thor still with the beard, same outfit, same you know, new year, new Thor. So <laughs> those those are the only differences for some. Like we had Hawkeye there as Ronan, he still looked like he did in the trailer. There's still Iron Man and Cap. Cap was in a stealth suit from Winter Soldier, so which he wore in the trailer. Uh, Iron Man just wore like his suit from Infinity War, but he had no helmet on. And Hulk was also there, just as the Hulk, so nothing different there. So yeah, pop final leaks. Any thoughts? <laughs> um, Thor being bald seems odd, and uh, I don't. I feel like there's gonna be some kind of like time lapse, like you're gonna see like a distant future where their hair is starting to get long, and I guess for some reason Thor's going bald. <laughs> um, <laughs> Old age. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm interested to see how this goes, but I'm not really sure how it's gonna go. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I like that. I, I'd like to not know how a film is gonna go before I go in. Exactly. So plus these uh, pop figures, they might be fake. We don't know for sure. There's only been one like fake pop final that I could think of, and that was a uh, there was a pop final of the Hulkbuster and Hulk breaking out of it for oh, maybe yeah, for Infinity War. That. that didn't happen in the movie, but Hulk was still in the Hulkbuster, but as Bruce Banner, so could be fake, could be just like teases of what's to come. But yeah, those are just uh, possible minor spoilers. So sorry spoiling if i did <laughs> anyways saying that's not a spoiler is uh that's all the live action news i think uh as far as gaming news goes there is nothing so comic news tomasi the writer of detective comics confirmed that after detective comics issue 1000 the series will continue to go on bi-weekly as it is right now so that's every two weeks we'll get a detective comics issue the thing this is news wise is because Action Comics was bi-weekly, and then when Action Comics hit issue 1000 last April, it went to monthly, because Bendis decided, hey, I'm going to write 20 series. So, <laughs> now it's monthly, which means, for the first time ever, Detective Comics has a chance of catching up to Action Comics and possibly passing it. So, in like, I don't know, like 50 years from now, we will get Detective Comics issue 2000 before Action Comics 2000. You know, assuming it makes it that far. <laughs> yeah, well, I assume it will, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah. according to Tomasi, he'll, he's going to be on until Detective Comics number 2000, another 80 years from now, so... <laughs> it could have been just a joke, but yeah. That's the yeah, idea. Uh, Tomasi joked around. He's a very funny guy on Twitter, and he's like... Uh, somebody's like, oh, what issue are you going to stay on until? He's like, till Detective number 2000, so... Very good sense of humor on that, yep. Tomasi. <laughs> he's a great guy. Besides but that, that means he will be staying on for... I mean, I think I heard him say before he'd like to write at least 100 issues, so I'm very hyped for that. I love Tomasi's writing, and this week's Detective Comics was pretty good, so... Yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that in, like, 10 minutes or something. Uh, <laughs> ne- next bit of news that I just thought of, Gary Frank, he posted on his uh, Twitter uh, this morning, uh, being like, when you open D- Doomsday Clock number 7, you're going to be mind-blown like these guys or something like that. And he showed a picture of uh, Constantine, Etrigan the Demon, and Swamp Thing 
in Doomsday Clock. So we're getting the Justice League Dark in Doomsday Clock, it seems. So, yeah, that's cool. I, I was hoping yeah. Constantine would have a little role in it, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm interested to see him show up. What he's what his role is going to be. I mean, I'm sure it might just be like a one panel, like in the magic world. But uh, <laughs> it could be. But the picture shows uh, the three jail dark members. They're kind of like looking away, and there's like a bright light hitting them. Constantine's like squinting and looking away. Etrigan's squinting, looking away, and Swamp Thing's just kind of like squinting. <laughs> it could be like they're looking at Doctor Manhattan, who's glowing. So it's a possibility. Uh, besides that, I think that's all the news. I could be wrong. But I well, think Gary it. Frank did a variant this week, or he's doing a variant coming up, right? Yeah, he posted today a uh, variant to ba- Detective Comics 998, which... Is that the next issue? Uh... No, it's two issues from now. This is okay. 996. Yeah, it's just Batman standing on a gargoyle, gargoyle, and it looks amazing. He actually posted that to his Twitter when it was just like the pencils of it. And I yeah. thought he was just doing that for fun, which I was like, damn it, Gary Frank, go finish Doomsday Clock. It's a race, Gary. No, but, uh, <laughs> I was just like, well, why, why isn't he finished Doomsday Clock? Yeah, I it's mean, like... Maybe it's not his fault that Doomsday Clock is getting delayed. <laughs> I feel like it is. So <laughs> it's like stop doing these variants. Just focus on Doomsday Clock, please. <laughs> we don't want any more delays. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah um, so that's all that's about the, it for our news of the week. Yeah, that's all the news for the week. <laughs> we may have missed something. We usually miss like at least one thing, but you know, one minor thing. We got the main stuff down. Pretty. Oh, uh, Shazam trailer is out next Tuesday. So that that's oh, is it? Thing. I did not know that. Yep. So we will be reviewing it next week. Besides that, yeah. All right, then I guess we shall go on to the comics of the week. Welcome to the comics section. I'm Take your host, away. Comic Man, uh, <laughs> Doctor Comics. Uh, we'll start with, I guess, the big comic of the week: The Batman Who Laughs, number two. Behold, the Grim Knight, who doesn't really appear in this issue, so or he appears for like one panel, so we're not really beholding him just yet. Uh, the cover is pretty dope, and I love the materials made out of. I mean, it is four ninety nine, which is like. Oh, was it? That's but, why my tab was so expensive when I went to pay. Yeah, I went in with a because I only bring. I try to pay with cash when I. Uh, I'm going to go a little off topic here. I try to pay with cash when I buy my comics, and I went in with twenty dollars because I'm like, that's what today's comics are going to be twenty dollars. But I didn't realize that this was an extra dollar. So my thing was like twenty one dollars, and of course I didn't have an extra dollar on me, so I was like, ah, I got to pay with card. Damn it! But yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was my frustration this Wednesday. <laughs> first, I mean, first world problems. Gosh, I had to pay with card. Not it cash. could have been even more <laughs> if you remember to buy Red Hood. <laughs> so okay, we get it. I forget to buy some comics sometimes. Yeah. I'll have to catch up eventually. Anyway, um, back on topic here. So we start with the surgical removal of Joker. Uh, yeah. He's on the surgery table. Which oh, is- uh, you wanted to say when we left off real quick? When we left off, uh, Joker died. And, <laughs> and, and 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 he jokerized bruce and hunter and i were just like what what the hell is going on right now it was really random it was very confusing so uh now alfred is doing surgery on joker on the table and he's like he's going to make oh he's not going to make it and then bruce is like he is so bruce is like very like joker's gonna make it you got to make sure he makes it he's got like red eyes too with, from like the joker eyes stuff mm-hmm. and when they when they show joker he, uh, when they, I'm sorry. When they show Batman, Batman, he's got like 30 different Joker toxins or like anti-Joker toxins going into him, which is it's a cool looking panel, but interesting Weird. way to kind of fight off. It, the Joker, it kind of I bothers think. me. They like he he's shirtless because he has all these needles in him, but he's still wearing his cowl. So. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> it just looks weird. 
he's kind of being rude to Alfred, but I think it's because of like the Jokerization. And he even says, like, "I'm sorry." Font. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of like change his font when he's being Jokerized. Uh, eventually, Joker like he's like he's not gonna make it, and then Joker eventually like lets out like a he 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 he, and then Batman goes Joker, and then Alfred <laughs> just goes like it, and then Alfred goes it's just a physical response. Most people would gasp, but he would you know laugh because he's Joker. Uh, <laughs> There's this lady driving through Gotham, and she's like, "Wow!" Uh, she like here's an insurance commercial. Like, are you really covered in Gotham? And then a guy lands on her car. So I guess she wasn't really covered. <laughs> Jokes on her. Uh, the, then we see Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock talking on the roof, but it's actually not Harvey Bullock. Harvey Bullock is getting surgery surgery for a hernia, and it's Batman in disguise as Harvey Bullock. How he looks like Harvey Bullock, I have no idea. Well, those <laughs> Comp- I, logic. just like well, Snyder wrote this, right? Yeah, Snyder, Snyder had that whole face max thing at the start of New 52. That's true. It's like a grid that you put on your face that disguises who you look like. Nightwing did it to look like the Joker in the first issue of Court of Owls. So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and Anyway, uh, the guy who landed on the car was another Bruce Wayne. This Bruce Wayne was mayor of Gotham City and apparently fairly happy. From another uh, dimension, it, yeah. It's, it's funny because so far all the Bruce Waynes from other dimensions have been like very happy. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. And Batman, and they oh, talk about ooh, the the issue. theories. Batman the Laughs is targeting Bruce Wayne's from all other dimensions that aren't dark. That aren't Batman? Yeah, that haven't become Batman. Well, there's that one from the first issue who had scars from when he was Batman, so... Yeah, but that are, like, done being Batman, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, as Bullock... I mean, all the cops think he's Bullock, and then they're like, oh, we're taking bets on whether, uh, you know, the Batman who laughs is going to take down the Batman... And then, like, Bruce as Bullock, like, gets so pissed at him. And he kind of becomes more Jokerized because you see the red eyes. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's talking more to Jim. And then he's he's just, like, uh, he, he wants to, like, do research. He's, like, really done with everything. I think it's because of the Jokerization. Like, he doesn't want anything to do with anybody right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we go to Wayne Tower. And this is, like, a really creepy scene to me. I don't I, Like, this, like, gave me, like, kind of, like, chills down my spine. Uh, so there's a guy who... I don't know if he's blind, but I mean, I'm assuming he's blind, right? His eyes are like white, so yeah. So uh, he's like that, like elevator man. I guess he controls the elevator, and he's like, uh, "Hello, hello, who's there?" The other guards should have told you no one's allowed in here except. And then in the Batman Who Last voice, I already said hello to the other guards. Bill, good to see you. And then he says, "And good to hear you, Mister Wayne." So of course, Batman Who Laughs, I guess, sounds like Bruce because he is Bruce, he is Bruce from another yeah. dimension. I always pictured his voice being kind of like a mix Joker. between like Mark Hamill's Joker and Kevin Conroy's Batman. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to picture. Yeah. When I asked, I, I when just, I met Kevin Conroy, I asked him if he could do like a Batman laughs impression because he had red metal, and he's just okay. like, I don't even know. Yeah. He 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 wasn't really sure if he could do it because like he, I'm just like, I mean, I guess you just do a Mark Hamill impression, and he's like. Yeah, probably, but he didn't actually do it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I just wanted to hear you do it. He laughed for me, but that was it. I wouldn't mind a dark, like as much as I don't like Dark Knight's Metal, I wouldn't mind a Dark Knight's Metal animated movie. Just cause to me, I feel like it would make more sense, and they could clean it up a little bit because Dark Knight's Metal is one of the most confusing stories I've ever read. <laughs> yeah, an animated movie would be cool with Conroy voicing all the Batman. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the Batman who laughs is going up in the elevator, and he's talking to the guy, like the blind guy in the elevator, on the way. And then, like, he has his knives out, and I'm like, oh, God, he's about to kill him. But he doesn't kill him. And then uh, the blind guy's like, you're one of the good guys. And he's like, thanks, Bill. That means a lot. And he kills a bunch of the people that are up in 
the Wayne Tower, which is gruesome. And then Batman comes flying in like a Batman. Ah. The way he killed them, though, are like brutal. Like he threw three batterings into a guy's face and actually went inside the guy's face. He cut a guy's arm off. Uh, he broke a guy's jaw with his foot. Like, I mean, according to the DC Nation magazine, the Batman Who Laughs is the number one most dangerous villain in the DC universe currently. So, I guess he's got to be gruesome. Most dangerous villain? What? <laughs> Do they forget? This? Do they forget like Darkseid? <laughs> Darkseid? I don't even think was on the list. Like Anti Monitor and what the i don't know Batman I, laughs I, don't we went over this, I don't we went over the, this on the podcast the top 10 like deadliest dc villains or whatever it was are like uh most like whatever whatever like most gruesome i don't even remember what the list was but it's like most dangerous i guess and number one was the batman who laughs and number two was the crisis killer with just like a blank like silhouette so possibly harley quinn <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember talking about that yeah okay sorry that's just weird to me because batman who laughs i'd say is the most dangerous street level character yeah but you wouldn't view him as like the most dangerous like regular yeah like he could get killed by omega beams easily <laughs> yeah oh. so anyway uh now we get a little bit of one-on-one between bruce and bruce <laughs> the batman who laughs um he knows all his fighting styles because well he is him so he's using a new fighting style which is somewhat effective but at the same time not he actually stabs uh the batman who laughs in the shoulder and batman who laughs falls over yeah, he course, said Batman said that the fighting style he made up himself recently, so that's why the Batman laughs wouldn't know it. So yeah, 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 and then uh, of course Bruce stands way too close to a window, and Batman who laughs is always thinking ahead because well he's a Batman, and Bruce <laughs> gets shot right in the shoulder. I guess the guy can name for the head. Come on now, should have went for the head. Uh, <laughs> the guy who the guy who shot him is the one who's on the cover. Behold the Grim Knight. But he only shows up for one panel. Uh, he's basically a Punisher Batman. Yeah, basically. basically. And he's the Batman who laughs like henchmen. Mm-hmm. Basically. Uh, so now while Bruce is on the ground, like all not being able to move, the Batman who laughs talks to him. And he talks about the the, the plan that Bruce has uh, to like evacuate the city if needed. And he's like, yeah, I kind of undid it. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, then, and then he starts like he starts rewiring some stuff. So then that Wayne Tower is going to be going down. And Kaven starts, and Bruce is like, no, while his eyes are turning red. Uh, Ten seconds till implosion. It's going down. And then it, it's weird. The Batman Who Laughs dialogue here was kind of interesting. He was like, I can smell it. I, I can smell it on you. You know, the change. It's funny. See, on my world, I was born around this time, within weeks of now. You feel it, don't you? The end coming. The collapse. I did, too. Before I became me. By seeing you, Bruce. Here's to those moments that live in your chest. <laughs> and then he jumps out the window. So, interesting. Uh, Batman talks to Bill, and Bill's like, Batman, is that you? And then the building goes down. Uh, yeah. Wayne Towers just starts Bill. to fall. Yeah. I don't know if Batman saved Bill, because it looks like he's almost holding something as he jumps out. But I, I think know, I so, tell. yeah. It looks like he saved Bill. Unless that's just the Batwing coming like after him, but I, I can't really tell. But I, he might have saved him. Uh, he goes back to the Batcave where, and he's got like the really red eyes, which are really creepy looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says that he's he says to Alfred, "Get him up now." And Alfred's like, "He's recovering, sir. Still drugged too. Wake him up now." And uh, Joker starts with the ha ha, and he's got like a big smile and he's he's laughing. And then Batman like starts shaking him. And then Joker wakes up and he goes, "I'm here. You know his plan. What is his plan? I need to know." 
Or, I'm sorry, that's what Bruce says. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks just like Joker now, which is really creepy when they just show their eyes. Yeah. And and then uh, he says that only one person knows his plan. Then we get a, then we get a scene with Gordon, and Gordon is going to a man in like a little restaurant, and he says that he needs him, it's important. And he says, why me? And when he's revealed, it is none other than James Gordon Jr. from Batman New 52. Not, no, not even New 52, before New 52. I'm saying most recently seen in the New 52, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. He we haven't seen this guy last... in a while. He, uh... was he, he was in one of the last arcs of Batman New 52, right? Was he? I thought he was in, like, one of the last... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think he was. I don't recall that. I haven't read, I haven't read Batman New 52 in a while, but... I he, he his main ones. thing that he's been in, is Jim Gordon's son, is a story called Batman Black Mirrors, which is one of Scott yeah. Snyder's Batman stories from before New 52, before Flashpoint. Which is, which is awesome. It's really creepy, but it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great story. It was around the time where Batman was assumed dead, so Dick Grayson was Batman. Uh, and Tim was Tim had a role in that as Robin, I believe. I think Tim was still Robin. I haven't read it in a while, but it's basically Jim Gordon's son is like a psychopath. And he goes to jail sometimes. And every time he goes to jail, he's always like... I think since his name's Jim, the jail cells are like alphabetical, so he's right next to Joker's cell. So Joker always like whispers to him when he's sleeping. So he's a really messed up person. <laughs> so I'm excited to see him back. It's a character that not a lot of writers tend to use. Like we haven't seen this yeah. guy in forever. So. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I'm interested to see what his role is in this. I guess Scott. I mean, because Scott wrote the Black Mirror, so he did. Yeah, and he's writing it Batman laughs. So yeah, so it should be interesting to see what he's going to do with it. But yeah, uh, what do you think of the issue? uh okay <laughs> i don't think it's like amazing i actually liked it better recapping because as you were recapping i was i had the book in front of me i was flipping the page i liked it better then than i did when i first read it when i first read it i was that, just that, like that happens to me occasionally on the podcast i'm like oh that was actually better than i remember yeah i was like okay yeah this is all right i'm gonna keep reading it so yeah it was yeah. it was good i feel like wayne tower's falling i don't know if that's gonna like be a big thing or if it'll be like rebuilt in a day <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's funny because like in this issue um alfred is doing the operating on the bat table on joker while in detective damien is doing the operating on alfred so like yeah oh, yeah that's a good point it's like none of this is lined up in continuity anymore mm-hmm. but yeah this was i don't know an interesting issue if i had to rate it i'll probably go like 6.5 maybe 7 uh, yeah i'm not the biggest on it same. yet and it's only six issues so i hope it grabs me but yeah not loving it so far yeah same all right but we'll see uh, let's go to Superman number seven next. You want to give a recap? Sure. Uh, let me just grab it. No, no, no. Got it. For okay. those who don't remember, Superman number seven, uh, John Kent is back, and he's old. Yeah, Mr. so <laughs> when we last left off, Superman's out of the Phantom Zone. He's helping save Earth because the whole world is kind of messed up from the previous events of the Earth being teleported around the place. Uh, then John Kent appears, and he goes, hey, Dad, and he looks around the age of 17 when we last saw him. He was the age of 10. So, uh, it starts off Superman's hugging John in the sky. We get this beautiful like panel shot, one page of just Superman hugging John by the sunset. The sky's pink. It's it's nice. <laughs> it, is, it is nice. It's aesthetically yeah. pleasing. And then it, Superman starts to panic. He's like, are you okay? And John's like, I'm really okay. But you're, you're our... He's like, I don't know. Maybe 17. He's like, you don't know? I, I lost track of time. And they have this really, <laughs> really good talk. And, hmm... I wonder how we could read that. Do you have the issue in front of you right now? I do. Do you want to recap this as characters? <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Who do you want to be? Page. First page. Who do you want to be? 
I don't know. Want me to be Superman? You be John? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, starts off... Start uh, from the beginning? Sure, from the beginning. There's their conversation. Uh, okay. JD is Jonathan Kent, and comic book hunter is Superman. Begin. <laughs> Dad? Nope. Still hugging. Are you okay? I am. Really okay. You're... What are you? About... I don't know. 17? You don't know? I lost track out of, I lost track out there. So blue kryptonium? No, indigo. No, gold. No. Brainiac related cloning experiment? I've been trying to get back home to you for something like 7 years. I lived all this. I didn't, I don't know, transform or anything. Oh, buddy. You've only been gone 3 weeks. Years, dad. And then you get the shot of Superman's like jaw drop. <laughs> we were in Grandpa's ship, and it was a twirly, windy black hole, and went whoosh, <laughs> and and bright lights, and well, you know, it's a much bigger galaxy than people give it credit for. We need to have you checked out at the Hall of Justice immediately. I'm okay, Pa. I am. I wasn't sure I was going to make it back, Pa. I really wasn't sure. Is is Mom okay? She made it back okay, right? Your mother, dot, dot, dot. And then, yeah, that's the scene. And, and then, then you go, it's like the funniest panel I've seen in like the, the greatest. I laughed so hard. The greatest page Bendis has ever written or any artist is Lois in her apartment. She's like working on an article, so she's just tapping on a computer, and she's like, "Wait, that's how you spell received?" And she kind of stretches, and Superman shows up through her window, and she starts to like pull her robe back to reveal her chest, and she's like, "Oh, good afternoon, Mister Kent, is it?" And then John appears behind Superman's <laughs> Superman's shoulder, smiling, and Superman just quickly puts his hand in front of her, in front of John's eyes, and Lois like gasps and like puts her coat <laughs> back on, covering I herself. I laughed so hard at that. Oh my, I was crying. <laughs> <laughs> Lois is just kind of flirting, and John's John's just smiling face when he pops his head up <laughs> Superman's shoulder. Anyways, and then like Superman kind of like shows John, like he puts his hand on his shoulder, he's like John's back. And Lois, like, jaw drops. Because he's older. And Superman goes, I was trying to break it to you, and he just showed up and came right over here. And Lois is just, just like, it's one of those freaking Kryptonians again. She, she actually swears in that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's him. And she's like, boy! <laughs> Tell me this is a Kryptonian puberty thing, and you still are are the age you are. And then she starts to cry, and she's like, I missed everything. Oh, my God. Lois is basically us, the readers, like, no, please tell me it's not true. Tell me it's some kryptonite. Yeah. I missed everything. <laughs> we missed John's life. <laughs> and oh, then man. they kind of, like, they talk for a bit, and they're just like, okay, John, start at the beginning. What happened? And then he goes, phone ring. Your phone's ringing. Hello? Want me to grab it? <laughs> I tried to mute in time, but it was a little too late. <laughs> no, I got it. <laughs> Uh, we get a flashback to uh, the Man of Steel series from last summer that Bendis wrote, where uh, Lois and John and uh, Grandpa Cal, Grandpa Cal, why can't I? Uh, I can't. Oh no, Jor El. No. <laughs> yes. What am I doing? Jor El, uh, Superman's biological father, takes John and Lois and just like, let's go on an adventure in space. Yeehaw! Teleport away. <laughs> we, next up, uh, they're in a, they're in the ship and they're flying around and they get to this huge ship and they're just like. Okay, cool. This is where we're going to live now. Uh, Lois, John, uh, th- these are your rooms. You customize them how you see fit to make them more Earth-like if you prefer. Lois, you should put on Superman's uniform that he gave you. So Lois is like, alright, maybe I should because the House of L symbol, Superman's symbol, is peace among the galaxy. A uh, quick little recap. Basically, some things come. These some aliens from Green Lantern, uh, Dominators. 
They start to destroy the ship, but John and Jor-El, they fight back, and they're just like, yeah, look how good we are together. We work together. Wee-haw. <laughs> Next up, uh, Lois comes out in a Superman suit that is not the one that Superman gave her. I had a feeling you were going to say this. <laughs> this bothers me so much. So for God those who didn't read Man of Steel before Lois went to, to the galaxy with John and Jor-El, Superman's just like, here's my reborn suit. You can wear that because you press the belt and it fits anyone who wears it. Wear this in the galaxy and you'll be safe. She's like, okay. And then she comes out in not the reborn suit, but the rebirth suit, which technically technically the suit shouldn't exist anymore because of the (laughs) timeline from Oz Effect or no, it was another story. One of the Superman rebirth stories, but... Anyways, it just bothers me that she's wearing a different Superman suit. Anyways, John thinks it's hilarious. No, I, no, I, no, I think she looks cool in the Superman suit. And she it does. gives me flashbacks to All-Star Superman when Lois wears, you know... I mean, she wears a different suit, but it kind of looks like that, so... Yeah, it does that, look that, really that, good. Okay. But John thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> he, he laughs his head off at his mom wearing his dad's clothes, so... Yeah. They, go, they go to the planet to get some grub, get some food, and all these people see Lois with the symbol on her shirt and on her suit, and they're just like, oh, save us, save us, save us. And, oh, my God, I just realized she's has red boots in this panel when the reverse <laughs> suit has blue uh, It's, it's going to bother you so much. Ah, <laughs> continuity! Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. So, as Superman, as Superboy is waiting in food to get... Wait, or waiting in food. Waiting in line to get food. I Lobo so actually shows up. <laughs> Lobo shows up, and he's like, I know this kid from Earth and stuff. Little Superman on a field trip. Did you bring the whole Justice League, too? And he's like, Superboy... And then Lobo just replies. I, I, I wonder. I wonder if Bendis has ever read any Lobo because Lobo does not talk like this. I don't know. He, yeah, I mean Lobo kind of the way he wrote Lobo. Like it felt like so forced and unnatural. Like I know this kid from Earth <laughs> stuff. Like oh my god, he sounds so goofy. He did say fracking at one point, so I'm okay with that. Okay, yeah, you're right. But like he, I don't know, it felt so weird to me. He just kind of taunts Superboy, being like, "If you want to be a man, you decide when to be a man, and then you're stuck like that." And Superboy's like, "Oh," and then he leaves, and he, after getting his food, he's like, "Cheers to the house of Frackenell." <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Uh, next up, we get Lois. All these people wanting Lois to save her, save them because she has the symbol of Eldit, and she's like, "I don't have any powers." Blah blah. blah. Then they were just like, okay, so I guess we should help these people. So Jor-El and John end up saving all these people from being slaves. And then Lois, I don't like the way Lois was written here. She's just like, okay, you guys can handle yourselves. I'm heading home. Bye. And she gets in her right. ship and leaves. And apparently yeah, this was after right. just a week. So she left and you see this flash of light. And John looks at Jor-El with a scared face. And then we go back to a regular time and... Uh, John says, that's when I got the first hint. And Superman says, the first hint of what? John says, what I've been trying to get back home to tell you. Grandpa is completely insane. And we have to do something about it. Sorry, Pa. So, in the end. Uh, one Who thing I want... Jor-El's insane. Yeah. Uh, you just kn- everyone. <laughs> Remember Oz Effect when Jor-El first came back last year and Jor-El was insane? Wow, uh, what a shock that insane. a year later, <laughs> he's still insane. <laughs> yeah, shocker. Um, what do you think of the issue? I love that John Ken's back. I think his new suit is really cool. I'm I'm still iffy about him being aged up, but his new suit is like amazing. I think the design is super good. Uh, yeah. I thought I I wasn't much of a fan of the flashbacks. I mean, obviously, I'm looking more forward to seeing more of it. 
Because this is going to be a full arc. I think it's four issues yeah, of seeing what happened and, and, to John. And something Hunter and I talked about when The Man of Steel number six came out was, wow, I kind of want a miniseries of what's going on in space. So it is cool to see what was finally happening in space. But And the next few issues are going to be about what's happening in space. And we yeah, still have the crime syndicate that are going to be coming back. So Yeah, which should be very interesting. I don't know. I'm interested to see where this goes. Mm. I think Bendis is telling like a very full story, which I'm okay with. I mean, it takes a while to develop, and especially with a monthly series, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. I just noticed, too, that John has a scar on his cheek. Forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm assuming it'll be explained somehow. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm happy John's back. He, from what we first so far, I know John's mostly just, like, telling what happened, but it looks like John's acting pretty much the same, just slightly more mature. I mean, he's... I feel like I feel like aging up normally doesn't work in comics. Like uh, when Bart Allen became the Flash, he was like 16 years old, but they aged him up so he looked that he was like 21, and it was like very hated. I mean, I don't hate it, but like I don't know. It, it just I don't know how I feel about the the John one so far. Like I'm iffy. I mean, he seems like a little mature. Like the way he talks, he's just like I don't know. Like about 17, I lost track of there. Like that seems like a John Kent thing to do. So. Yeah, I just feel like because he was like twelve when he left, right? I feel like if they would have made him like fourteen, maybe technically it been like like twelve is just a theory that we have. Yeah, that's true. He was technically ten. I don't know. I just think it's gonna be kind of awkward around Damien now, right? Because now he's like that's my problem. Because yeah, Dam- I'm. I feel like I only hope is that they age Damien up in Detective Comics a thousand. But hmm, that would be interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the only possibility of him being aged up, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. Oh. What do you rate the issue? Uh, I give it an eight. I love I love the series so much. So. Yeah, I'm gonna go seven point five. But I'm I'm on the cusp of eight. But I'm gonna go seven point five. I'm enjoying Superman a lot, and um, Bendis is doing good. And like I said, it's a very full story, so there's still so much to go. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah, me too. Okay, next comic. All right, next comic of the week is the Flash number sixty two. Uh, first of all, art by Christian Deuce and. Like, I've, I've talked to him quite a few times by now. He's a very great guy, and, oh, man, he makes some of the best flash art in a while. He reminds me of, like, like Manipal. Like, you know, not, like, art style, but, like, how good his art is. If it's the Flash. Like, if I were to choose his artist to be on any book, I'd say stay with the Flash. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think he draws a very, like, good Flash. Some of the way, like, especially the way he draws, like, Barry Allen. It looks like a painting to me, and I, I love that. Yeah, he draws, he draws a good Barry. And he's good at making faces not look the same, which a lot of artists struggle with. They all look unique to themselves, except for like Commander Cold and Barry. But we have theories about that because it could be related. But <laughs> that, yeah, that's been my theory since like 2010. But yeah, yeah. Um, so we start out with Barry in his like villain disguise, and he's teamed up with Psych. And Psych wants to basically like break into a casino and steal something because plot he needs to he tells some Psy- sap- yeah psych is a new character so we have yeah, see he, he tells much. like a sappy origin tale about how you know his mother died which i guess like automatically connects him with barry and uh you know he talks about his powers and like he actually shows his origin like through the sage force in their mind which iris hates because she's like well, you know i didn't tell you you go in my mind and uh but but it's kind of interesting how the sage force is working mm-hmm He's basically in weird thing uh mr yeah mr uh history of the flash maybe oh God, help me on here. The spot. so he uh he puts like his hands on iris and barry and has them see his past of like how he like caught on fire while sleeping 
And then you see, like, it felt like I was living my nightmares. And you see the Flash fighting a bunch of Flash villains. What was that about? Yeah, I actually don't know. Um, oh, so you see, come on. You see, you see Gorilla Grodd. You see Reverse Flash. You see the original Heat Wave uniform from like the Silver Age. So I'm you like, see Trickster. Okay, this is odd. And then yeah, you see Trickster. And then in the background, you see the the Speed Force logo, the Sage Force logo, and the Strength Force logo. I think. And another logo. Oh yeah, and then the I'm assuming Still Force. Probably yeah. They released the logos in DC Nation, the magazine, so I could probably line those up. But yeah, so this was, I thought that was odd because I'm like, wait, how is he accessing like Barry's thoughts? But I guess it's just some Sage Force stuff. But yeah, I didn't, I don't know why they showed like Eobard and all the other Flash villains. All right, just wonder. I like, I let you guys down as a Flash historian. Yeah. <laughs> Change your name. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so they decide that they're going to break into the casino with him because, you know, they're going to help him out. Uh, we get a flashback, or not a flashback, a Flash sideways to uh central city where commander cold is defending the cities with detective burns and i actually really like them together so far um i think they're pretty cool together and i i'm loving commander cold so far me too he's awesome he's been i think one of the most interesting parts about the flash book even though we're only getting in like little crumbs like here and there but i want so much more commander cold Mm -hmm. uh so he's chasing down a villain who he wants to get information from on why the sage force was like like this and he like falls into a trap and when he gets out of the trap, he's in like a weird fun house. And th- this is where I got a little confused because then um, he was like, he's like, I know I've seen this place, but I've seen it in the Flash archives. No, no, not yet. And then in like a little like editor thing, it says in the future, but shh, don't tell Burns. And I was like, uh, okay. Why were you confused about that? <laughs> he's, but I'm saying he saw, does, does Burns not know he's from the future? Oh, I guess not. <laughs> I thought, I thought Burns, I was under the assumption that Burns had known. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not. I don't know. I, I guess weird. not. I, I think the only people who know is like, because if he's from the future, then she'd be like, why are you in Barry's apartment? Why would, why? Because well, la- last issue, I think it was last issue. She was like, why are you living in Barry Allen's apartment? And I thought that's when he had mentioned that he was not from here. He said he's not from here, but that could just mean like, he's not from Central oh, okay, City. Okay, out of town. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. If uh, someone's like, wait, hey, can you point me out where the nearest importance is? Would you be like, oh, wait. It's a terrible example. Where here's McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is America, right? McDonald's yeah, is, and you'd be McDonald's like, is very worldwide, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, if it's like where's the nearest McDonald's, you're just like, you know, from around here. Are you from the future? Like, it's <laughs> not a <laughs> okay, common good thing. Good point. Good point. <laughs> anyway, the Royal Flush Gang is defending this casino, which I was like, oh, I remember them from. I think Justice like the animated series, and maybe a few animated movies. But yeah, I was like, oh, I don't. I don't this might be the first time I've ever seen them in comics. That I could think of. Anyway, uh, they're defending it, and uh, he calls Iris Flash girlfriend, and she's like, Flash girlfriend. <laughs> so I was like, okay, Iris. You, I mean, you are kind of Flash's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> so she talks more to a villain at the bar, and she wants the scoop on, on Psyche. Uh, meantime, Flash is stealing the thing for Psyche, and of course, Psyche betrays him. He takes off his villain suit and reveals his Flash suit. And he's like, "Look, it's look, everyone, it's the Flash. Get him now!" And in the background, you see uh, Girder and the Top and a few other Flash villains plunder. It looks like so. Uh, Flash is taking him down one by one, and then uh, the, the Royal Flush Gang is coming at Flash. Psyche takes down the like boss lady of the casino. Flash is fighting the Royal Flush Gang, and. Psych is kind of interesting so far. He's like, wow, you're doing a lot more than the illegal casinos. You're really bad. So he's like looking into her mind, which is creepy, but cool. Uh, Flash, yeah. is taking, 
Flash is taking down the Royal Flush Gang, and since it's the Royal Flush Gang, you need at least like ten poker puns. Uh, <laughs> while mm-hmm. while Flash is taking them down, Psych is escaping, but I mean he's the fastest man alive. He's obviously going to catch you. He catches them. He catches Psych rather and brings them to the roof. Uh, Psych says that he's working for Argus, but then Iris is like, "No, you're lying. The lady at the bar told me that's not true." Uh, and then we find out that he like he used the Sage Force to like put them on the ground basically and then he real we realize he's working for somebody and it's none other than i already don't remember their names the two villains from the earlier issues from this uh one, gemini uh, gemini he, so he's working for gemini and gemini just wants the speed force powers they're like incredibly old so it's interesting to see yeah they're I, from I the 40s them. or they were like yeah they're like adults in the 40s so they're probably from like before world war one yeah yeah and uh then they actually take down Psyche too. Psyche's like, where's my money? And then like, your money? We want your powers too. And they like grab him. So they're taking his powers and they're taking Flash's Speed Force powers and that's where we end it. They say, this is your end. And then uh, it says, next, secret history of the Speed Force. So, yeah. What do you think of the issue? Uh, good. I'm looking forward to the next issue because the next issue is actually the the Force Quest finale. So... I think this issue was the best issue of Force Quest so far. Oh, really? I don't know if you agree. I think so. I really like the f- one with uh, Gorilla City, so I think that might be mine. But this <laughs> okay. one was good. Uh, Force Quest hasn't been all I wanted it to be so far. I really wanted it to be like the next perfect storm, you know, like one of those big stories that I'm like, yeah, that was great. So far, it's kind of just average, but Ooh, perfect storm though. That's pretty. That's pretty difficult to top since that's is, the whole Flash is. family. I think, I think it's a yeah, and it's also like a top ten rebirth story, like overall rebirth. Top five. It's top three. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, but Force Quest. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how the finale goes. Uh, what do you rate the issue? I give it like a maybe seven point five or eight. Yeah, I'd go same seven point five. It was it was enjoyable and the art was great and yeah. yeah. Let's see where the next one goes. All right, cool. Uh, our next comic of the week is Detective, Detective Comics number yeah. nine ninety six. Do you want to give a quick recap? Sure, nine ninety six. Okay. Oh yeah, we'll do it quick. So when we left off, uh, Batman went to Arkham Asylum to like beat up people to find out why everyone's dying. <laughs> beat up people. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, okay, hey, one of my villains clearly hates me. I'm gonna find out why. And because Leslie, who is one of Batman's like medics, she died. She got killed by this monster, and we don't know why. Uh, some guy dressed as Zorro came and stabbed Alfred and then dipped. So, <laughs> so it's people close to Bruce Wayne. Like, you'd have to know Bruce Wayne is Batman to be attacking these people. Yeah, so he goes to Arkham Asylum. Obviously, not everyone knows that Batman is Bruce Wayne, but he starts beating up people. We don't see him beat up people, but you just see, like, you see Riddler, like, with a black eye. You see, uh... Like the aftermath. Yeah, Diddle D and Diddle Dumb, kind of like, I have headache, I do too. You see, uh, the... The... Uh, Puppet guy, the uh, ventriloquist. That, yeah. Oh. You see him being like, oh, God, you broke my... He says, rest assured someone will be billed for my new front tooth and new pair of glasses. Uh, you see Solomon Grundy saying you heard Grundy. You see Mr. Freeze. You see Zaz. You see Matt Adder. You see Two-Face. And then Batman leaves <laughs> with blood on his hands. <laughs> and we get this beautiful scene in the Batcave of Batman and Damian Wayne talking in 2019. Oh, my God. They're interacting. <laughs> it's Batman, been a while. Batman and Robin are talking to each other. We haven't had this in so long, but uh, basically, they have Damien watching over Alfred because Damien can do that. <laughs> uh, he's just like, "Look, I know you've been really busy with your Teen Titans stuff, but can you please stay in the cave tonight and watch Alfred? I'm going out, and uh, after when I'm back, 
you and I, we need to talk, straighten out this thing between us and make it right. And Damien says, if you can keep an open mind, I'd like that father. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you, Tomasi. Finally getting back together. Should be fun, yeah. <laughs> Tomasi wrote uh, Batman and Robin, New 52. Which is awesome. Which is a great series about Batman, Bruce Wayne, and Damian Wayne having like so much character development. And we haven't really seen that since that run. So now that Tomasi's on a Batman run again, Detective Comics, I feel like he's trying to bring that back. I feel like Batman and Robin will be reunited really soon. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we see um, basically uh, Batman's kind of looking for who the killer is, who's like kind of like threatening him. And he does that, and he finds some guy with guns. Uh, do you know who this is? I don't rec- recognize him very much. No, actually, I, I saw an article before I read the issue that it was like um, a character from Batman the Animated Series will be appearing in Detective Comics number 996, but it was like major spoilers ahead. I was like, all right, I'll wait till after I read it. But then I couldn't find the article. Oh, weird. So I don't know if that was I don't know if that was somebody from Batman the Animated Series. He's a guy with a mustache who knows a lot about Damien, basically, he seems. Yeah. It says he was oh, in Batman and Robin wait, no, that, Bad that, was, that was the guy that was the dad of the guy that Damien killed. Oh, right? in Batman and Robin, yeah. Okay, this is when around the time where Damien that like iconic died. panel where Damien was like, "I failed you, father." Oh yeah. Okay, long history story is a guy with guns. <laughs> the history of <laughs> yeah, Batman. Basically. He's an artillery uh, artillery guy. He's not necessarily like a bad guy, but like everyone say, Batman would trust him. So, anyways, yeah. uh, they're in his little sanctuary, which has, like, skulls and guns and stuff and canned food. And Batman talks to him about, like, who's killing my family? And I think it's you. And he's just like, nah, it's not me. Something else. Maybe something in the ground. And they're like, hmm? And then this, like, weird hybrid monster comes out of the ground that's, like, a mix of all of Batman's sh- villains combined into one. So, it's, like, this blob with, like, the Penguin's face, Joker's face, Clayface's face face (laughs) sorry killer croc's face all these all these faces on it and these arms and they start saying things that these characters would have said i assume in their own voices so they all start chanting the bat the bat the bat as they like fighting uh the guy with the guns and batman and they start fighting this guy and every time like they so for example like batman's able to break killer croc's face but then uh harley quinn's face grows back so (laughs) it's very well it's so the art is so well done that it's like I see this as if it's animated in a way. Yeah, the same. Like this fight scene's really well made, and they're just jumping all around fighting this guy. At one point, uh, Batman breaks Bane's face, and you see a uh, Catwoman appear, and you see like all these different uh, voices coming out of each other. So it says, "Ha ha ha! So rest, so, so cold. Marry me, break you." So like, that's like a mix of Joker, Mister Freeze, Catwoman, and Catwoman, Bane. Yeah. So all these fight scenes are happening. Batman's fighting like all his villains. He finds a sword in the ground. I thought that was kind of random. <laughs> Batman finds a sword in the ground and like cuts off Penguin's head, and then Poison Ivy grows back, and then he cuts that off, and Scarecrow goes back, saying like, "Life is fear, green is life." And then uh, eventually, uh, guy with guns. <laughs> I should have looked for we'll his call name. him Artillery Arthur. Artillery Arthur. <laughs> is this name actually what do you Arthur? Think? It's a good name. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he runs over, and as he's running over, you hear, like, Mr. J, devour, crush, break, and he takes two grenades, like, takes off the pins of both, and Batman's just like, oh, his name's Ducard. He goes, Ducard! No! And then the whole thing blows up, and rest in peace, Ducard, I guess. Then Batman picks up a checker piece and stares at it. <laughs> it's it's people, chess. God. He, oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, ugh, sorry. Terrible. 
Uh, anyways, Batman picks it up and says, suddenly, it all fits together. People in my life who made me Batman are being unmade. Quick, quick little recap, he climbs up a mountain to the place where he was trained to be Batman to fight. Uh, all these people are dead, and there's, like, the bat symbol painted on the ground with blood, and there's just bodies everywhere. There's even, like, a hand that's been cut in half. This guy has his hand cut in half, but his hand's still attached to the handle of a sword, which is in his neck, which is brutal. I want to see that happen. Well, that's kind of... Mess- I don't want to see that happen. I want to see how that happened. This guy's yeah. there. He's just like, I'm the last living person here. What brings you here? And he's like, I'm here to see Sensei Kirigi, who is who trained Batman, I think. And he's like, you will not pass. And then Batman, like, he drops his, like, backpack on the ground and then, like, does this cool pose where he goes, like, come at me kind of thing. That was I posted on my Instagram story yesterday, if you're listening to on Friday. Yeah. But I thought it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just looks really cool. They start to fight. It's actually a fairly close fight, but then Batman ends up being victorious in the end. And then you see, congratulations, Bruce. You almost beat to death Keona Ken, the lone survivor student protecting me. And it's the guy who trained Batman. He's like, Sensei! Batman goes back. He's just like, I'm glad you're alive. I just came here to check on you. You're going to be okay. I'm going to find who did this. And yeah, and then the last page, he goes to New Mexico, and Batman's in Mexico. And you see the original Mr. Miracle, I think, Thaddeus. And he's just like, no, Batman, you can't be here. It's a trap. And then the ground starts to move, and it says, next time, Mr. M- or next, bleh. next time, Miracle Man. Sorry, I forgot how to English for a second. Yeah, that's the issue. Detective Comics nine ninety six. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what do you think? Ah, uh, good issue. I liked it. I loved it. This was awesome. I, I, yeah. I'm really glad. I, I mean, I think Tom Massey's doing a good job so far, and it was cool to see, like, all those, uh... It, it was cool to see, like, all the Batman villains, like, like forced into one, and, like, all their different lines, because they were, like, the lines that they would say. So, yeah, that was cool. I love how Catwoman's line was, marry me. I'm like, yeah, oh, that was cool. That's going to be so interesting. I feel like this is tying into Tom King's run a lot. And yeah. I hope that Tom King ties Tomasi's run into him with Damien. I, I was I was hoping that we were gonna see <laughs> Kite Man, and he would have said hell yeah, hell oh, yeah, died. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was this was a really cool issue, and I love that Damien is gonna be back with Bruce because Tomasi writes the perfect Damien, and I think he writes the best Damien. So yep, yeah, I'm I guarantee where this this arc goes on to a number of thousands. We have three more issues of this arc, I think. Then 1,000 hits, and then 1,001 and on, I think Damien's going to be a leading character in Detective Comics. I have a lot of yeah, hope for that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be cool. I would love that. And I would love for when, you know, Dick becomes Dick again to, uh, well, be Dick and be Nightwing and, Nightwing. and run. Yeah, Nightwing yeah. with the finger straight. Tomasi wrote a pretty cool Nightwing in the Nightwing series uh, in, like, 2009, I think, or 2008. So, yeah, it would be cool to see him write Nightwing again. Yeah, it would be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I hope, like, even we get the whole Bat family kind of have things involved. Like, I love to see Batgirl in this as well, and I love to see Tim, even though he's in Young Justice, still have a role. Kind of like this. how Tinion included, like, you know, a, a lot more of the Bat fam. You want Tomasi to do that too? Yeah, like the previous Detective Comics writer had a whole thing where, like, Azrael, uh, Batwing, Red Robin, Batwoman were all main characters. Spoiler. Orphan. Yeah, orphan yeah. spoiler. So I hope we get that too. But with Damien involved and this beautiful art can't go wrong i think this is already like we're on issue like what three of this run yeah that's three already better than tom king's batman i said it well <laughs> that's 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 savage uh yeah no i i i agree uh king has had some moments but yeah tomasi is just you know he's a solid writer i've always loved tomasi so okay. excited for this detective run to go down as one of the best in history cool 
uh so there's three more comics right yes although i didn't read two of them uh, and i didn't read one of them uh should we do 30 second <laughs> well, recaps dark, yeah so justice league dark i could just tell you it's a filler issue where uh man bat goes over like a bunch of stories like almost like back files of the justice league dark's adventures um i only read like half so far it's kind of interesting but it's really weird but that's the whole title justice league dark it's cool but weird and i kind of <laughs> love it um if you're not reading Justice League Dark, I almost kind of recommend it because it, it's like it reminds me of like an old school Vertigo book. You know, it's got like a horror feel to it. So yeah, if you like that kind of thing, go for it. Bam. Right. Cool. Okay. Quick recap. Of, oh wait, wait. Do you give the latest Justice League Dark issue? Well, I didn't finish it yet, so I'm not going to rate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, latest Red Hood issue. Uh, this I feel like this is a bad time to jump into Red Hood. If you have, jump in on number 25 because. Right now, issue 30 was kind of like confusing for new readers, but just a quick little recap. Red Hood goes to Mexico. There's an abandoned prison there. He goes into the prison. Uh, there's a character there dressed in his old Batwing suit, which is what happened in like 2009 when Red Hood wanted to be Batman, when Batman was, was assumed dead. He called himself Batwing. There's a guy in the hood in the suit, and he's just like, what the heck are you doing here? Why are you in my suit? It's kind of cool that you envy me but i'm not the greatest world model blah blah blah. all of a sudden these magical bricks happen and things happen and uh the cool part that i just want to mention in this is when red hood was in the jail he noticed that like there's this huge hole in the wall and it's just like was there a meta here no the only thing that could have caused this was it be like a battle axe or something and he pauses and goes and he whispers mistress which is what artemis would say when she summoned her axe and then you see uh Red Hood, like, imagining Artemis breaking down the door with her axe, and it's just like, Artemis was here, but why? So that's the main big thing. So, which is interesting, because Artemis and Bizarro are in another dimension right now. We don't know how they're coming they back. Re- they haven't referenced them in a while, right? Other than, yeah. like, the one panel we this saw This was a big reference. We actually see Artemis and Bizarro in the end of this issue. We see a little flash, like, this is, like, in another dimension, and it's just Artemis and Bizarro fighting and barely alive, and Bizarro has a beard. So, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, that's Red Hood. I think I give it like an eight. I thought it, this was a really good issue. Uh, quick recap is the amazing Spider-Man number 13. Uh, Jake Jones and Samson and Spider-Man are, uh, working together and they fight, uh, the, the villains and, and Kingpin does a speech and I won't spoil too much because JD still has to read it, but I'll just say it ended with a tease of another villain and that other villain is the Vulture. Okay. So. One thing I've loved from the Spider-Man run so far is like the amount of villains we've seen. Because Spider-Man has like such a rogues gallery, so it's cool to see so many. Yeah, this one kind of had Scorpion on the cover, but Scorpion wasn't really a focus of it. But the end it was Scorpion and Vulture together, and a few other villains, okay. like C-list villains, just all together. Okay. So yeah, I give Spider-Man like a seven. Okay, cool. I can't wait to catch up. Uh, So that's it for our comics of the week. But right before we end the episode, we're going to do a character of the week. Our character of the week will be John Kent, of course. Uh, John Kent is fairly new in comics. His first appearance was in Convergence Superman number two, which I plan to buy very soon because I saw a nice one on eBay for a good cost, uh, a good price. So yeah, what what was the price out of curiosity? It was like 15 bucks for like a like 9.8. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Grab it. Uh, Anyway, uh, he appeared like, you know, just a few years ago. Did you read Convergence or no? Yep, I did. Convergence is kind of confusing for like a newer reader because it was like uh, free 52, but it was awesome and I still kind of love it for the ones I read at least. Uh, yeah, anyway. I feel like our stories will be the same. Our first time seeing John Kent was probably when he was first yeah. came out because he's only like four years old in comics. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, when, he first, when he first appeared. Um, the series that I love him most in is tough for me because I really love Super Sons, but I also love Superman Rebirth, which is both Tomasi. Tomasi is just amazing writer. He's great. <laughs> like, with I can't John stress Kent. how much I love him as a writer. He's done such a great job with John Ken. He's made him such a lovable character. In Superman Rebirth, he gets like a lot of those life lessons, which I just love, and I love to see him and Clark uh, together. And I and I think like Superman's great alone, but like man, when he's with a family, it was just it was so well written. Yeah, and I really like how he's best friends with Damien, Batman's son. So it just fits so well. And I hope now that he's 17, he gets to hang out with the Teen Titans, maybe. And I hope Damien ages, but <laughs> I, yeah. I, we, I think we both still don't really know how we feel about older John Kent. But Yeah, it'll, it'll take a few more issues till we're like, all right, this is what I think. But I, uh, John I Kent's just so person. lovable. Like, yeah. honestly. And I would, I would love a Super Sons animated movie because I feel like it would be like based on the Tomasi run, not the. Uh, Adventure Super Sons, the original mm -hmm. Super Sons, because I feel like it would be really great to see it in animation. And yeah. DC doesn't usually disappoint with animated movies, so it could be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, as far as, like, John Ken goes in other things, hasn't really been anything besides comics, hey? Yeah, not that I could think of. There is, he's uh, coming to something soon, probably next year. Uh, it's what kinda, is that? Kind of spoiler. Uh, yeah, I'll say it, because you guys are seen it, or if you haven't seen it, you don't care. Uh, coming oh. to Supergirl soon. I know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, never mind. I thought you were talking about Reign of Superman. I was like, holy crap, did he appear in that? Nope. Uh, Supergirl, the end of the last CW crossover, Super Lois said that she was pregnant and that okay. they're going to have a son. I forgot I forgot about that. Um, yeah. yeah, so, okay. Um, he what is didn't, something that you want to see? He did not appear in Reign of Superman. I, I watched Reign of Superman. He was not in it, nor were there any oh, hints okay. of him being in it. So, yeah. Uh, what, what, is, what is something you would want to see John in in the future? Is there um, anything in particular? Still in comics, I like to see him on the on a team book, maybe Teen Titans or Young Justice. Yeah, uh, Connor's kind of on Young Justice, Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, I would I've, love. Actually, I I heard somebody talk about um, that they're gonna do a Legion of superheroes, the like you know 30th century stuff. And I heard since Connor is gonna be on Young Justice, they need a Superboy. What if it was John? And I was like, hmm, that could actually be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, what I would love to see John in is a book called Super Sons, but not just him and Damien, Tim and Connor as well. Two Robins, two Superboys, what could go wrong? A lot, but that sounds interesting. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. That'd be cool, actually. And of course, let Pete Tomasi write it, because, you know, he's the guru of John Kent. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as other things besides comics, anything you want to see John in? I'd like to see him in... Okay, if this is true, don't spoil it for me. Oh, he, he probably would have got a spoil. I like to see him in the Young Justice animated series. I think John could make an appearance there and it would work pretty well. That would be interesting. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like to see him in Young Justice. And... I love John. He's one of the greatest newer characters ever made, I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree. He's like I did. I thought I was skeptical about Superman having a son. I was like, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be bad, but it was actually re re handled really well. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. John Kent. That's uh, John Kent, uh, and that's it for a hero story. Yeah, I'll just mention one thing real quick. I saw Reign of Superman this weekend. It's the new animated series. Uh, go see it. It's a good movie. I don't think it's better than Death of Superman. It's still in that like New Fifty Two animated universe, but the end credit scene, I highly recommend watching. If you're like me, you would have like jaw dropped kind of thing <laughs> i might be thinking too hard into it but i feel like they're setting up something specifically that makes me super happy but yeah go see the movie you know it's kind of long but we do get a lot of good references if you liked the, like the old death of superman comic or if you like any like superboy cyber superman all that stuff so yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I can't wait to see Random Superman. I didn't get to see it in the theaters, but I'm hoping to see it soon. Hopefully it comes to DC Universe soon so mm-hmm. I can watch it. Uh, and yeah, I guess that's it for our episode. So thank you for listening. Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, a five-star review is appreciated. For a hero story, I'm JD. I'm Hunter. And thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Bye.